You want to choke on that, slap nut? That's a you fucking butt plug. Is that supposed to get me horny? Clothesline your mailman and run down the street in your undies, you fucking prick. Spend less time in the bathhouses. The year 2000. Because I'm the man that showed all the other men that size matters. Big sexy, big sexy, I would say. Well, big, big sexy, said. Big, 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 big sexy, said. Smell the glove, bitch. Low job, it's still a job, Bill. I know, it's time to grow up, guys, in the back. And it makes you fucking spunk in your pants, man. There's only one gigolo on my watch, and that's Gigolo Jimmy Delray. So do you really want to talk about the next actor? No. <laughs> Sweet-ass butts. Man, dude's going to be probably pretty horny over this. You know what I mean? Tori's been bouncing around. He's been screwed more ways than I don't know who. His name's Huge Erection. Well, but I've been booed out of the bedroom. Ain't nothing finer than sitting in that Steiner recliner doing the 69er. With Scotty Steiner, size matters. Our home and native land, tough guy. Canada, 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 Canada. Oh, Canada! Judy fucking Bagwell, who gives a shit? Just say somebody. Grow up. God. Learn how to wipe your own ass. Fundamentals? In the middle of the season? You're gonna pay for that, you piece of shit. Lance, I'm sure he's got some size to him. What are you, fucking on the cheech? Five seconds in and I fucking hate this. Trick or treat, you blonde slap nuts. In association with the Shining Wizards Network. Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast presents Fear of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Bags. Ah. Kevin Rogue. Ah. And he is Kevin Rogue. Ah. <laughs> and today we are going to be talking about WCW Halloween Havoc 2000. This is episode 12 of this season. And if we were just doing the straight Starcade to Starcade bit like we did last time, this would be the second to the last show, but we're not we're not taking the easy way out. No, we're not. We're we still got like five, six shows left on this fucker, so Yeah, I think it's six and it is punishing. Every show is like a punishment. So this son of a bitch took place October twenty ninth, two thousand, live from the MGM Garden. In Paradise, Nevada. This is the twelfth and final Halloween Havoc, and the fifth in a row at this location. But totally hey, man, bad. I told I totally missed this. So yeah. Ball Brawl was our fiftieth episode. Oh shit! So I dropped the ball. I it should have been a special occasion instead. Shoulda, man. Should have got should have got me a nice uh, a nice gift. I got you a gift. Oh shit! That's right. You did give me a nice gift. Hey, man. Thanks for the anniversary gift. Where's my gift, man? I, I, I handed you your gift. I even wrapped it. You fucking butt plug. All right, fine. Well, I want to thank you for tuning in to, you know, our first 50 episodes here. Yeah, thank you. That's enough. No, that's, yeah, not, that's, not, that's, that's not that's enough. <laughs> Keep joining us. We're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of Fall Brawl, our 50th episode, I thought that was the show of the year. I thought things might be looking up. Yeah. But then you, then you tur- turn this son of a bitch on. Not the case. While you're watching it, did you check 
like frequently how much time was left in the event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of. I mean, there's a few highlights which we'll get to soon, yeah. but very few and sparse. Yeah, I found it like to me it was pretty funny because I think it was probably during the first match. It was the first time I checked. Like, all right, how much is left of this piece of shit? <laughs> and I kept like I kept on doing it throughout throughout watching it. Like every so often, I'm like, all right, how much more time is left in this because this sucks. So, and I think I actually somewhere along in my notes, I started like tracking the time. Like, how much is left? All right, forty eight minutes. Son of a bitch. Like, all right, how much is left? Nine more minutes of this trash. <laughs> like it was. Uh... Yeah, it was, it was not good. Not a good episode, uh, event, pay-per-view. We got about 7,500 in attendance and 70,000 folks bought this on pay-per-view. That is less <sighs> than Fall Brawl, which was the lowest. So, so now we, were, the new we got our new low. <laughs> yes, we fucking do. So once again, WWF is doing about 700% more business. At this time, <laughs> WCW. See, it sounds better, man. Good job. All right. Well, the future of professional wrestling is here now. But the tagline is. And we got to get to some bullshit that happened in between the last show and this show. So our last event took place on September 17th. Since then, my main is main man. Vince Russo won the world heavyweight title in a cage match after getting speared through the cage on Nitro. And then a week later, he decided he wasn't a wrestler and vacated the title. <laughs> oh, your take. <laughs> what good does that do for anyone? Like nothing. It doesn't like there's so many times that we've looked at what they were doing in this run of episodes and got okay, who benefited from this? And the answer is no one. The answer is not Rusi, it's not Goldberg, it's not Bischoff, it's not Chronic, it's not a big papa pump. Booker T might be the only guy that benefited from the death of WCW. But the entire way through, we've said, like, all right, well, who does this benefit? And the answer is always fucking no one. It's not the fans, right? It's not the fans. They are bended their fans over, and they're shoving just up. Oh, how do I, you know, they're, sho- they're sh- right in the, shoving a, you know, a Leo up there. I know what you're saying. I know you do. <laughs> We talking like an Uncle Leo or <laughs> Uncle Leo Jerry? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's just it's I don't know when we talk about when we talk about this this year of episodes that we're doing. There's it's like no other in the in the fact that every turn that they make, like ideally you do things that people question, but ultimately turn out on the better end of things. Like you can do things go like, I, qu- I don't quite know where they're going. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh boy, that was great. These guys benefited from this. This guy benefited from it. nobody benefits from anything that they're doing right now. It's, it's just, it's very poor. On that very same Monday nitro where Vince Rusi became the world heavyweight champion, there was a bikini contest. Okay. Well, fans benefit from that. Our I, main I gal, corrected. Pam, in the back, won the bikini contest. All right. Way to go, Pam. 
So Rusi won the title, and then after he decided that he wasn't a wrestler, Booker T regained the title when he defeated Double J in a San Francisco 49ers match. <laughs> you remember that bad boy? <laughs> I don't remember that bad boy at all. What Do you know what the rules are to the San Francisco 49ers match? That's the one where there was the boxes dangling. That's the one, and the That's fucking the one. box. The box broke, and the tightly. Okay. <laughs> so there were four boxes. Like, I guess the the deal was you're supposed to find the one that was the the championship. Okay. And I remember one of the boxes was a picture of Scott Hall. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember what else were in the boxes, but Booker T, while reaching for the world title box, like doesn't isn't able to grab the thing, and it just falls to the outside. So that's he, how he won his third world championship. Well, why do you remember why it was called a San Francisco 49ers match? It probably happened in San Francisco. Okay. Ah, that's so Again, nobody benefits. All right. Now that's that's how Book got his got his groove back, huh? That's how he got it back. Tonight he's going to be taking on that loaded sex pistol Scotty Steiner. There was also a countdown to Armageddon Battle Royal the number one contendership on Thunder, which was essentially a Royal Rumble, but with 29 guys instead of 30. Oh, okay. So Mike Awesome won that thing. So he's going to be taking on Vamp later on tonight. I think the I think he'll get a title shot on Nitro, Nitro. or something like yeah, that. It's always on Nitro. <sighs> so they just did a tour of Australia. They're back. We get straight to talking to some fans outside who are talking about how their guys are going to kick the other guy's asses. Anything, kick, anything he's going to kick his ass. <laughs> no, he's going to kick his ass. No, Goldberg's going to kick his ass. Because those fan, that fan bullshit that they do, like they WWE did this stuff too in the you know in the late nineties where they like, oh, now we're going to go talk to some fans. No fan has ever said anything that you're like, oh, awesome, hell yeah. Right? They're always just screaming and yelling stupid shit. Always. It's horrible. Yeah. Bret Hart's going to win because he's the best. Yeah. Bill McGoldberg's going to win because he's got the spear and the jackhammer and he's undefeated. Yeah. Shut up. Stop talking to fans. After that, we get a spooky package all tinted in red. Oh, yeah. Got- oh, yeah. Got the guy with the voice. He's back. Backstage Assault, one of the worst video games ever I've ever played. Brings us this one, which is probably a sign that the show is going to be junk. So Tony says, this is sports entertainment, blatantly stealing McMahon's phrase. So the main matches of the evening flash on the screen is some Halloween music. It's played in the background. Ready to kick this sucker off? Yeah, yeah, going into kicking this off. I've had a really big problem with the sets all year. I just want to make it clear. I have another really big problem with the set. This is Halloween Havoc. This is when they had like some of the cooler sets, right? They always had something awesome for Halloween Havoc. And this sucks. It sucks. I'm sick of watching this shit. Give me some different sets, man. Like it, it's so aggravating that nothing extra goes into their, their pay-per-views. It's so it's like oh yeah just take the thunder set and set it up 
We'll put a Halloween Havoc emblem on the ring. People will get it. Like, those entrances set WCW apart. It made it more entertaining, more interesting to watch, man. And now they're giving us just the same bullshit that we're going to see on Monday night and Thunder's on Wednesday night now because they're dicks in the dirt. I don't want, like, give me something fucking good. Give me a goddamn tombstone on the ramp. Something. I don't care if you give me a fucking weird spider hanging from the ceiling. Maybe give me a weird spider. Give me some pit, some fucking tubs where people can go bob for apples and shit. This is Halloween Havoc. God damn it. There is no spooky shit anywhere. There's nothing, to be man. This might as well have been a fucking thunder. Even the logo for Halloween Havoc isn't scary. Nope. It's Stop. just another show. Yep. Another totally mi- horrible show. They're missing the opportunity here too, because, like you said, they have these different shows that are that uh, historically have set themselves apart as being different, you know, mm-hmm. and they're all just the same. And you know, last time Fall Brawl had no war games, right? This time, I predict Halloween Havoc will have very little fun. It's <laughs> a solid prediction. But first, we're going to kick it off here with the three-way dance for the tag title. So this gets started off promisingly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Woo! We got the Natural Born Thrillers defend their titles against the Filthy Animals and the Boogie Knights. The Boogie Knights, of course. My guy, Disco Inferno. Ooh! And your guy, returning from Under a Rock. Das Wonderkind, Alex, right? Yeah! He looks great, too. He looks great. He's going with the shaved head. I wish he brought his hair back, because his hair, he had a nice head of hair. Man had a nice head of hair. But you know what he is doing? He is wearing the long tights, which I had suggested a while back. Kind of like a trade-off. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there was a, maybe like a middle ground he should have stopped at, but... uh, yeah, man, I'm fucking pumped. Always pumped to see Alex Wright. And I got that same leather jacket that Alex Wright's wearing. Nice. Feel pretty proud about that. My first thoughts on this match right away. Zindrak and Alex Wright, what do you think of that team? As like a potential fantasy team? Yeah. Zindrak and Alex Wright. Right, yeah. That could be good. That's all you got? That's all I got. Are you thinking that that would be the heavenly bodies of the new millennium? You know, maybe because Alex Wright, he's not far off from that, that gigolo Jimmy Wiggle, right? He's got the jiggle wiggle almost, right? Not fully. Not fully. Don't get me wrong. Right? Not fully. But his dance move, like the signature Wonderkin Met dance move, it's close. Good it was hurt. always a joy to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Love Alex Wright. Teaming with Disco, who's looking slick with the cowboy hat and the red shirt. Nah, he looks like shit. He's more in his element, for sure, as a member of Boogie Nights. Yeah. Yeah. You like the team the name? The Boogie Nights? Yeah. Weren't they called the Dancing Fools before? I don't know. I think that might be one of those things that we just called them the Dancing Fools, and it became, like, what we called them. 
we'll have to do a little deeper dive on this. Right. I don't know. You you like it? Do I like the Boogie the Nights? Moniker? Yeah. Nah, not really. I I don't know what I would have called them instead, but Boogie Nights kind of anything that like boogie, right? I I don't really. I'm not. I don't care for. It's too close to booger. Mm. Not a booger fan, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who's like? Oh boy, I like some boogers. That surprises me because Booker T. Yeah, Booker Kerr. is very Booker. close to very not close to. Booger. I think it's just the B O O G, right? The book. I don't like just, the book. I like the book. I don't like the book. Well, we got Stevie Ray in the booth, replacing Scott Hudson. Here's a fun little fact for you. Yeah. So the week before Vince Russo. Rusi won the world title. He took on Stevie Ray, who was wearing a mask going under the name The Masked Heel, and Rusi beat him. And now Stevie Ray's in the booth. So I'm guessing Ahmed Johnson probably got sent home. Sent home. So we've had enough of you. You like Stevie in there? Uh, So the thing about Stevie in the booth, I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how to put this. Uh, so they, they have Stevie in the booth, and I'm watching the event and obviously listening to Stevie and Tony and Madden. I was very close to muting the event and watching it with no with no commentary, but I was a little bit worried that I'd miss some shit if I, if I did it that way, so I didn't, but... It might be the worst three-man booth I can ever remember listening to. It made me want Hudson back. Really? Yes. He was very bad. He was very bad. Mark Madden. Man, he calls Jindrak and O'Hare. He's got loads of praise for these guys. He calls them one of the greatest teams ever. Okay. And likens them to a white Harlem Heat. Oh, I did hear that, yeah. Which, you know, that they haven't even won a championship yet. He's, he's, he's comparing them. Or have they won? No, they haven't won. They're the champions. Oh, they're the current champions. So they got one yeah. reign as champions in a dying WCW where nothing makes sense. And he's already calling them the white version of Harlem Heat. He's getting a little carried away there. I mean, I like Jindrak. I think Jindrak's great, but they're nowhere near Harlem Heat. Right. The Thrillers won the title on a recent Nitro in a tag team battle royale in which Jindrak and O'Hare defeated every other twosome on the roster. So I do kind of like how this match is set up, though. It's unusual. There are three guys in at all times. Yeah, that I don't mind. Which is cool. Yep. Very rarely seen. Usually you got... Pretty much always you got two guys, no matter how many teams you got. Yeah. But it makes guys. total sense having three guys. It does. It does. I, I That was one thing that I kind of appreciated, too. Now, the match devolves into just chaos either way, but I did like that part of it. So Ray goes for a Bronco Buster, and Alex Wright gets the boots up right to the ball bag. That looks pretty <laughs> painful. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> 
What, do you think that is going to be worse than, say, like a kick to the ding-ding? Oh, it's got to be. Yeah, I think so, too. Next time you come over, I'll, uh, I'll sit in my favorite easy chair, and why don't you try and Bronco bust me? Okay. We'll record it. It'll be like a web exclusive. Okay. I'm going to nail that Bronco buster. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> so Conan is in the booth as well. He joins this cast of characters. He's got some kind of funny takes. Yeah, he, didn't he, he recycled lines again, though? Refund for, didn't he do the refund for wrestling school line again? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, I mean, I like that he finds something that's funny and he sticks with it when it's good. But like the wrestling school thing isn't that funny. He should not recycle that. So Disco and Ray go for the pin at the same time. I haven't seen that spot before. Because we got three guys in there, right? Right. Who wins in that case? Well, I'd, I'd give it to Disco, of course. We also get what sounds like a Disco sucks chant. Good chant. Seems to, seems to follow him wherever he goes. So, Ray, again, he's better with the mask, but you can't deny that his high-flying prowess is about as good as it gets. We see a lot of the classic flying flying man business from him you want to talk about flying man business let me <laughs> let me bring you to a flying man you All got Jidrek right. and O'Hare <laughs> and they take Kidman from the outside and launch him into space you're right and he lands in the ring. That looked great. That looked great. And then what do they do? They take Ray and they launch him into space. And Alex Wright, being the, the world-class wrestler and astronaut that he is, catches him in space and gives him a belly to belly. Best thing on the best best thing on the card, probably. It was a pretty impressive series, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, we get to, what is the, from there it's Swanton time, isn't it? Did you cover the Super Superplex? Super Superplex? Yeah, man. What are you talking Super Superplex? There's a guy from every team involved in a Superplex. Oh, the Tower the Tower Doom? Yeah. Yeah, they did the Tower Doom. That that's not as impressive as throwing a man into space. I'll, I'll give it to you. Space is pretty impressive. Space is impressive. Going in again, he says some things that might not fly today. Yeah. You know, regarding you know possible preferences and such. Yeah. He talks about the. You know, the Boogie Nights and the Natural Born Thrillers. Like, their favorites at all the bathhouses around town. You well, that, put that together. No, nah, man, that's okay. I mean... Favorites. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, however you want to get the poison out, get the poison out. I don't care. But, like, that could go either way, right? You could go into the bathhouse, you'd be the favorite of all the ladies or all the dudes. It's cool. 
Fair enough. Right? Like if you were in the bathhouses and you sh- like you showed up to the bathhouses and all the all the lovely ladies were like, "Oh yeah, that's that dick I like." And you're like, "Hell yeah, that's that dick you like." And then like same difference if you're going to like a dude bathhouse and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's that dick I like." That's still that dick that you like, right? Doesn't matter. I don't think ladies hang out at the bathhouses, man. What is a bathhouse? <laughs> Would have to do a deep dive here. It's where yeah, you go I mean, to take a bath, right? Oh, well, shit. Why does it matter what you do then? As long as you get yourself clean. But the Cone Zone, he's he's making these remarks in a derogatory manner, which probably wouldn't fly. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, no, that part of it wouldn't fly, you know. So that takes us to the... Swanton. Swanton by O'Hare. Pins Disco. Get the shit out of here. And then the next match begins right away. Right, which was not bad because there's a lot of shit to get through. So I like that they went right into it. I like that, too. Yeah. This one, we got got, uh, Reno defending his title against the wall. Yeah. And they set a table up within the first minute of the match. Sure supposed to get, is that supposed to get me horny? I think so, man. They whip out the wood, right? Oh, yeah. They were feeling no, doubtful. Man. They whipped it out. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, we got the crew bringing garbage cans full of shit out there. That kind of kind of takes away from the mystique. <laughs> and then they put bungee cords around the, the fucking <laughs> Jesus, man. That is like that is that is such backyard dad bullshit to do. <laughs> <laughs> we got these trash cans, but they're I'm gonna use them as um well they're kinda gonna duel as like shelves and just an area to put stuff, but I'm gonna hang them up with bungee cords. Like that is absolutely a that's that is a that's a dad shed technique to use. I don't care for it. <laughs> I like that the dad the shed technique. That's what it is, man. So this thing, I don't really got anything else here. I mean, well, it's I mean it's a it's not a it's a pretty quick affair. They get the table right away. There's an exploding kendo shot that was pretty cool. Double plow by Reno. I always like a plow, so a double plow can't be bad. Uh, and then they start plugging, during the match, they start plugging backstage assaults. I'm like, stop it with your shitty video game. Your video game sucks. Nobody's buying your pay-per-views. Nobody's bu- nobody's buying tickets to go see you live. Nobody's buying your shitty video game. Uh, and then we got, uh, boy, what was it? Oh, the double table. There's a double table spot. Didn't really do much for me. They worked their way to the back. This is this is the this is the one part of the match that I really wanted to talk to you about. They get to the back and they pick up a PC monitor, right? They pick up a computer monitor, right? And in the year two thousand, the year two thousand, PC monitors were a little bit different than they are now, right? They're a little thicker. But if did you pay attention to the PC monitor? That's what I want to know. I got to start here. Did you look at the PC monitor? The big daddy? The big daddy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, he picked that monitor up, and he hurled it, and it hit like a pillar, right? Two things. One, when he unplugged the monitor, 
Did you not find it kind of odd that uh, the screen remained the same, all blue and with icons on it? Oh, yeah. And then once it hit the posts or the whatever pillar it was, it crashed down and the screen remained the same. I'm thinking that might have been a a fake. You don't think the screen just froze? No, man, because once the power's gone out of it, it would have shut down anyways. So I think they just they just got like a, you know, maybe they went to a Best Buy and was like, hey, you guys got any old floor models you're about to throw out? Because we could slap a sticker on her and not use it in a match. Anyway, uh, and then they went for a spot where you went to ch- slam them through the damn uh, PC table. But that thing had to be reinforced because it didn't do anything. Ultimately, they were they worked back. Reno hits his finisher on uh, AWOL on the table. Reno wins. The event attack post-match. MII comes out for the save. None of it really did anything for me. But next, man. Where they go next is great. It's 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 pretty bad, but that's what makes it kind of fun. You get the thrillers in the back, and Shane Douglas comes out. And he starts, Shane is talking to the, the thrillers in the back. And I can't tell you, it, it was a good, it had to be at least four times. Shane Douglas says, well, Big Sexy said, you guys were doing good, so good job. Big Sexy told me a lot about you guys. Well, Big Sexy, it was like, stop with the Big Sexy. <laughs> like, it was just so, it was so funny, like, to listen to him. It was, it was almost like when, like, you're a kid and you're talking to your buddies, like, well, my dad said this. That's kind of what it came off as. Where he was yeah. like, like, well, Big Sexy said this about you guys, and he was right. I'm gonna. Big Sexy told me this, and boy, he wasn't wrong. Big Sexy told. I was like, shut up. You're the Dougler. You're the franchiser. Why do you? Well, Big Sexy said this. Almost to a certain point, it was almost kind of the point. It was like, uh, uh, God, was it the uh, Waterboy movie? It was like my mama, my mama, my mama says, my mama says. It's like big sexy, big sexy. I would say, well, big, big sexy said, big, 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 big sexy said. I thought it was a pretty stupid spot, but I'm glad he got some enjoyment out of it. Yeah, they go to Chronic is checking in in the back, <laughs> like they don't know who the fuck they are. <laughs> They're gonna check in. <laughs> stupid fucking spot. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna keep rolling on these stupid spots here. The next match, I took one fucking note. That's how much I loved the next match. Which match are we talking about here, man? We're talking about the the event versus the MIA. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, This wasn't on the rundown. This was just thrown together because of what just happened. They should have gone right into this match. Go three right in a row, right? But why? Like, if you're just putting a match out there just to have a match, there's no reason to have it. Like, if it's just to be like, oh, we're just going to throw these two guys out there. It's a fucking pay-per-view. There's supposed to be stories. There's supposed to be intrigue. Not this, oh, and by the way, these guys are not happy with each other. Let's just put a shitty match on. Because that's what they did. I like that little elbow drop that Lashley does from the second rope. Okay. You can. They spent most of the match plugging the black backstage assault for the D- Nintendo 64. Once again, huge disappointment. Horrible game. 
Was that an Coming EA up. game too? I don't know. Wasn't a THQ that. game, that's for sure. Nah, I mean, you you keep moving here. I'm going to look that up because that's important to me as a man. As a man. Yeah, I didn't have much for this guy either. Chavo hits a tornado DDT, gets the victory for the Misfits in action. I got to say, has it been the worst start to a show, right? Nah, it's okay it's so bad. far? Nah, no, it's been shit. The only good thing that's happened so far is Alex Wright. That's it. <laughs> I got to see Alex Wright. Uh, Backstage Assault is, in fact, an EA game, and that was a big oh. whiffer. Big whiff. EA Sports. There's no ring in the game. <laughs> There's no ring in the game. No. Maybe no. that's like a secret like level you can unlock. You get to go to the ring. <laughs> Huh? If you if you beat Big Sexy, you can go to the ring. Well, you can go to the ringside area. Well, you know what Big Sexy says. Yeah, Big Sexy says you can't go to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the back, and Conan's hurt. He asks yeah. Ray and Kidman to take a spot. <laughs> he's say, talking to the he's talking to the medical staff. I can't tell you how fucking much I wanted to while they're talking, like you know, uh, whatever you're looking at Conan's arm and all that kind of stuff. I wanted him to get up, and be like. That's enough. <laughs> from the medical staff. <laughs> use it all the time, man. Just use it all the time. Somebody in the booth says that Cohen is going out there because he wants that ass. He wants that ass. <laughs> Cohen, you want you some got... of this ass? You like this ass? You want to touch this ass? That's, That's enough. enough. <laughs> Next up, we got an intergender match. We got the only person on the damn card in the holiday spirit, Tori Wilson, dressed as Wonder Woman. Tag it with the French, the Duggler. Wonder Woman! So, Taking on Tigress and Conan. Now, I, I'll tell you this. One thing, I didn't realize it could be that cold in Paradise, Nevada. Second thing. What do you think of that? That uh, that Wonder Woman? Yeah. I think she fills out the suit pretty well. <laughs> A handsome lass, is that what you're saying? Yeah, man. It was hard to really focus on anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine by me. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, there wasn't really much that you else you wanted to focus on, I guess. But uh, no, let me ask you a follow-up question. What do you think of the tights? Like she's wearing like these uh, these light tights underneath, oh, right? The, like the legging pantyhose. Yeah, type thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have gone without. That's what I thought too. Yeah, good. Yeah. We are we're on the good, same page there. Yeah. Good, good take. Good take. Uh, very funny though was that Shane cut a promo before the match started. And he talks about you know, having Conan come out to get his ass franchised. Yeah. And I thought, like, you know, he was franchising Tory. I thought. He's franchising everybody. Spreading that franchise around. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So he's an equal opportunity franchiser. If he there's a hole, it. the Douglar will fill it. <laughs> Tigers comes out all by her lonesome. She gets on the mic. 
Oh, boy. Very bad. She's, she says she wants to take out Francis' punk ass and Tori's hoochie ass. Hoochie ass is kind of funny. Yeah. Hoochie is not, I mean, that's not really a, that's not a solid insult. It would have been better if she called her a battle axe. <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard that battle axe prior to Canyon. Yeah, that's pretty good. Do you, you like that one? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, she goes for the low blow. She gets double teamed. And second attempt, she hits the low blow on the French. Drags Tori around. So she goes for the Bronco Buster. Gets her hair pulled by the French. First couple of wrestling goes for a double franchise. And then Conan finally comes out. And it's Vince Carter, Team USA jersey. Yeah, sweet jam, bro. And, of course, his pants are, like, down past his ass. Right. Well, because he, he knows he's about to get franchised, right? <laughs> Classic Cholo yeah. action. Just priming the pump. So, <laughs> Tori Tony didn't... Get some re- good action in there. Yeah. I mean, they, they end up going to the outside, but on the outside is where I, I really focused in on Tori, right? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, the reason thing is, is she sells an awful lot like the task. And what I mean by that is she doesn't. Oh. She, she oversells some things and doesn't sell other things just at all. So it was very interesting to watch her, uh, you know, work. You like when French rubbed uh, Tigress's face in the mat? Yeah, why not? Smell the glove, bitch. <laughs> and Dougler gets in there, locks in a version of the Steiner recliner, and then he gets in the hold made famous by Mr. Bobby Backlund, the crossface yeah. chicken wing. Yes. Awesome. And then somehow Tigris gets out of that. I don't know how you get out of that, but she makes the tag to Conan. Gets in there, gets a drop kick, DDT. And Tori gets in there. It's an eye rake. Conan eventually hits a, gets the 10 count on the French. Tigress hits the stuff buster on Charles Robinson. Now, why did that happen? Wait a second. The referee went down in this match? I got Tigress hits the stuff buster on Charles Robinson. I don't remember her doing that at all. I doesn't see. I think your, your notes might have got crossed up. I'll, I'll look further into that one. Yeah. I want to fact check yourself. Uh, so <sighs> what, what's going on here? The filthy it, double stuff buster for the victory. Yeah, it all breaks down. Worst part is, is that they, they do the pin on French, right? Mm-hmm. Tori's the legal competitor in the match. Tori. Not French, not Dougler, not the franchisler. <laughs> That's a new one. I'll see if you like it. Who's <laughs> in some of that French cheese mo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that was uh, that was the part that bothered me. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to complain about this match, but there's also one glaring, obvious thing not to complain about. Right, right. She gets plenty of camera time, which we appreciate here. What do you think of this bad boy being a straight tag match, right? Like, 
French giving it to Tigris. Oh yeah. Conan giving it to Tori. Oh yeah. That's what do you what What do you think of that? As opposed to you know, usually when it's dudes and gals mixing it up, the dudes got to get out of there. You know, ahead of its time. Ahead of its time. You didn't see this anywhere else, right? You know, I mean, sure, you probably saw not too long after this, you'd see Devon Dudley giving Trish and Mae Young bombs through tables and stuff like that. But as far as in the confines of an actual wrestling match, nobody else was doing it right now. And, I mean, whatever it is, for better or for worse, doesn't really matter. I guess they did it, and they were probably one of the first to do it. Conan... I always like seeing Conan. Yeah, sometimes. I didn't like him at the beginning of the year, but now he's kind of grown on me. That's enough. That's enough. Well, Tori Wilson, man. Yeah, Tori Wilson, man. Like I said, the only gal in the, or guy, the only person who cares about the holiday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember back in the good old days when Shivani and the brain were in the booth all dressed up. You know, yeah. make, making a fun old deal about it. Mm-hmm. No fun. No fun. We're just plugging a shitty video game. And that's all we're doing. Yeah, I got to sell the video game. Yeah, it's a, it's bad. It's bad. Well, you get sent to the back with David Flair and Gene. Had his match with Buff Daddy. He intends to beat that gigolo piece of garbage and take his blood. Um, Buff is no gigolo. All right. So let me tell you that right now. I'm watching this. Gene and David Flair in the back. David says he calls Buff a gigolo. Fuck you, David Flair. Buff will never be a gigolo. There's only one gigolo on my watch, and that's gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. So fucking light your cigarette, eat your shitty paper, eat pizza, clothesline your mailman, and run down the street in your undies, you fucking prick. I'm pretty sure that's on Buffer's resume, though, man. Being a gigolo. So you can eat your shitty pizza, light your cigarette, and run down the st- clothesline your mailman, and okay. run down the street in your undies. There's only one. Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. Okay, fine. That's a touchy subject. I do like David Flair on the mic, though. He's got some of that same action that his dad does. He sounds no, he's like not him. bad. Yeah, he's not yeah. bad. He plays a good, like, I didn't. I didn't know at first because he's been like in and out of this season, right? Mm-hmm. As this crazy guy. Right. He's getting a little, you know, I kind of, he plays a good crazy guy. You're fancy yourself a little David Flair fan, huh? A little bit. A little bit. You want to hang out, smoke some cigarettes, and eat some pizza? Probably a good time. You want to double team as mailman? I mean, sure. You guys want to run down the street arm in arm in your undies? I don't know about that. After you get done double teaming this mailman? <laughs> That's he cool, man. A couple of, I mean, he's probably a cool dude, man. That's all I'm saying. All right. Cool dude. David has a couple of guys at Dr. Coats with him. He's just obsessed with proving that Buff Daddy is the father of his gal's child. Right. Strange. It is. But Buff Daddy's out there first. Gets on the mic. Buff Daddy. Buff Daddy. Tonight we're going to find out if Buff Daddy is the real daddy. He pretty much just says he's going to kick Dave Flair's ass. David comes out there with his DNA kit. 
<laughs> puts it down on the announce table. Give it to him for originality, I suppose. Yeah, because uh, uh, Madden did have a funny line when they were coming out asking how they were going to extract the DNA. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was going, man, are they going to start? Are they going to crank at each other? Is that what this is? <laughs> are they going to fire up the Model T and the the first one to DNA wins? That's one way to go. Yeah. He's a sick, crazy guy, that David Flair. He's real sloppy Joe in the ring, though. Yeah, he is. Uh, I thought it was funny that he he also can't go to the top rope, much like his father. (laughs) That was fun. He does the nice flare flop, too. Yeah, he does. He's starting to play the hits of the old man. Old man, look at my flop. (laughs) He got the donkey dick kick in. That That was a favorite of... Uh, I thought he did the reverse. The boy. I thought he did the reverse mule dick kick. Isn't that the same thing? Yeah. Isn't a donkey and a mule the same thing? That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Man, so he he's giving it to Buff for a while here. Oh yeah. Uh, he goes to the outside, going for pile driver, gets reversed. They keep talking about opening him up. Buff nails Flair with the chair. It's knocked over the top, back to the outside. So David Flair, he's busted open. Buff Daddy delivers a blockbuster. And then fucking Lex Luger comes out. Celebrates with Buff Daddy. Could you even really tell that it was Lex Luger? I don't know why he's wearing that ball cap, man. He looks like he's going to an airport and doesn't want to be approached by fans. Yeah. Horrible. That was a surprise. Did not did not see that coming. Apparently, he and Bagwell were, uh, weren't they, a, it was like totally buff, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. They're a tag team, but apparently no more. The Luke Busters. It's Mr. Luger clotheslines him, kicks his ass. The announcers wonder how many times Luger is going to turn on somebody. (laughs) Just a fair question. Decent take. So Buff's now bleeding from the mouth, and David manages to get a sample. So everybody's a winner. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I mean, so David lost the match. But he he got his DNA sample. He got his DNA sample, and he, you know... Runs to the back where we see Bill arriving as he's in the back delivering the sample. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty funny. Yeah. And then, was it Bill? Bill arrives and they go to Scott Scott with Pam. And (laughs) Scott's fucking promo in this is so horrible. I'm starting to not like Scott Steiner anymore. (laughs) That's that's the thing. Is it, you want to talk? About Big Papa Pump. Because I'm the man that showed all the other men that size matters. And tonight, when I got my peaks and my freaks, I'll tell Big Booker T he knows that I was the one that taught him that size really matters. And I'm the man with the size because I got my peaks. And did I tell you that size matters? Because I'm the one that tells everybody it teaches everyone that size matters. He's got the biggest arms in the world, too. Can't forget about I, that. I got the biggest arms in the world attached to the biggest man because size matters. 
Size matters. Oh, he could have just said size matters. That was pretty much his promo. That's yeah, it was bad. But yeah, he comes out there, he's yelling at Booker T, you know. Says nobody gets up from the Steiner recliner, calls Goldberg a bald punk ass. Oh he did I forgot about that part. <laughs> Goldberg, he bald punk ass. I told him I'm the man. I told him that size matters. Was bald punk ass. Look at what the fuck I'm wearing on my head. Size matters. (laughs) He's had some pretty memorable promos in his time, but this was not because they were bad. Though that's the thing. He doesn't have like memorable because they're good promos. He has memorable (laughs) because they're memorably bad promos. This wasn't even a memorably bad promo, really. No, and you would think that more people would remember this promo just because the amount of times it because size matters. <laughs> I think it's because nobody really saw the show. A good call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're that's we're good, some of the few. Who yeah, that's, that's a good point because I've had to watch this piece of shit. We had a lot of memorable promos when we were kids. but <laughs> Probably the same amount of people saw us doing promos as when we were kids. Just watch this fucking show. <laughs> Oh, man, moving right along. This show's got it all, man. It's got a kickboxing match. We get above average Mike Sanders taking on Ernest Miller. So my first note, oh, great, we get more natural-born thrillers. So Third time these fuckers have been out. We're like an hour into this show. I know. In and out, in and out. And in and out, and in and out. You want to talk about, uh, you want to compare first notes? Because my first sure. note is five seconds in, and I fucking hate this. <laughs> Stop it. If I wanted to watch a kickboxing match, you know what I'd do? I'd go watch a kickboxing match. I'm tuning in to see wrestling. Not James Brown. Not a fucking two guys fighting in a graveyard. Not two guys fighting on top of the Kobo Hall with monster trucks. Not a guy getting lit on fire. I'm tuning in to watch a wrestling match. Give me what I want. I want a wrestling match. What are the kickboxing match with Ernest the Cat Miller and Mike Sanders? Ernest the Cat Miller, who since they arrived has pumped him up as being a, a kickboxing guy, a karate master. Three time world champion. Three times world champion. And now you're going to put him in the ring with Mike Sanders? I hate it, man. I, ugh, gross, gross. So, what do you want to talk about in this match? Because I didn't want to call it a match. This shit. I mean, it's they got her going three two-minute rounds, right? Should be short and sweet, at least. I mean, we got the lady in between rounds, right, coming out with the numbers. She's no Pam. Oh no. I mean, I don't know. Cat kicks. Cat kicked his ass the whole time, pretty much. I mean, Sanders comes out, does a little promo. I think he's, you know, the mouthpiece of the thrillers because none of them can talk. Right. Uh, he talks about kicking his ass, and then, of course, Ernest Miller, not to be outdone, he comes out and says he's going to whoop his ass. Right. Yeah. There's a whole lot of ass, ass everywhere, man. That's been the overriding theme of this year. Yeah. Just. You know, not, a, not like an awesome way though. 
No, not in a sweet ass way. Right, yeah, sweet ass butts, man. Um, I mean, so we make it to round three, right? Yeah. Basically, uh, basically Miller's kicking his ass and should have probably won the thing by now. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Palumbo and Stasiak arguing amongst themselves out there? Well, I did think about that. I gave that some thought because you got two guys working as the cornermen, right? And right. they might each have different ways that they would uh, coach their guy up, right? So he, uh, Stasiak, Meat, might be saying, you know, uh, you might want to do this. And on the other side, the plumber might be like, you know what, probably go this way. And Meat's like, do you understand that I'm Meat? And the plumber had been like, I'm the plumber. <laughs> So, right. they, you know what I mean? They might just have different theories. like Because I, I don't think that either one of them have uh, any trained discipline, right? I don't think that Meat is like a, a world-class boxer like, you know, Johnny B. Bad. And I don't think the plumber is like a karate master like Glacier. Okay, maybe Ernest Miller and Glacier here, right? Ernest Miller and Johnny B. Bad. Yeah. Are Are you okay with it if... Or say maybe even Tank Abbott. If you got two guys that are actually belong in there, nope. would you? Because it's not nope. a wrestling match. I'm there to watch professional wrestling. I'm not there to watch kickboxing, man. If I tune into the UFC, right, and all of a sudden they got a professional wrestling match, I'm happy because it's professional wrestling. Right, but if I'm tuning into a professional wrestling event and they have a UFC fight, I'm pissed off because it's not professional wrestling. I'm there to watch professional wrestling. Wrestling. I'm there to watch professional wrestling. All right, I'm going to cut to the chase here with this Please. one. Please, yes. So round three begins with the referee on the outside of the ring. First of all, so we got shitty idea to begin with and then you start the fucking third round with the referee on the outside of the ring and then the French comes down so we get some professional wrestling mixed in right French comes out tries to get the team together gets on the apron gives Ernest the cat the chain Mike Sanders is the winner he and the plumber and all the rest the guys they celebrate um one thing, one thing, one thing. But, uh, okay. Actually. Mike, Mike Sanders, at one point in the match, he did go for the windmill punches, which, again, I hate the fact that we're watching a kickboxing match, but the windmill punches is a pretty funny technique, so I was, that part made me laugh. Actually, I think that the cat got counted out of the ring. Yes, and that is also not how you would win a kickboxing match. <laughs> That was my next point to get Beautiful. to, but you got there, yes. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Mike Sanders is the commissioner. So he's commissioner five or six, I guess. Maybe that'll yeah. give the, the, the thrillers some leverage moving forward. Who cares? Next up, we get sent to the back where Goldie talking to the doctors, saying that there's there's no damn way he's missing his match. <laughs> 
that's they're going back and forth at the dot. He's like, I I got a job to do. And the doctor's like, he's like, I got a job to do. I'm here to do a job. Back in my head, I was like, how fucking funny would it be if the if, I don't even know if it's an actor, but if the the doctor was like, oh, you're here to do a job. Well, yep. <laughs> Pull low job is still a job, Bill. <laughs> it's time oh, for man. a second DMA match of the night. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then Chronic oh, with their fucking promo after this. Horrible. <laughs> Bomb says, We're all about cashing or breaking necks and cashing checks. And either way we get paid. And then he hands the mic over to fucking Crush. Perfect. Good move. Hands the fucking mic to Crush, and Crush goes, <laughs> you know, either way, we get paid. It's like, don't repeat what the guy just fucking said. If Bomb says we're all about cash and breaking necks and cash and checks, which, again, horrible line, and he says, either way, we get paid. And then he hands it, well, if either way you get paid, why go out and break the necks? Who gives a shit? You're getting paid. I think they're trying to get over their... Uh... Their new catchphrase. Gotcha. Either way we, we get, get paid. paid. Either yeah. way we get paid. Either way we get paid. Fuck you. Are they playing like a mercenary role, like uh APA type thing? Yeah, like a gun for hire type situation, but I mean that's not really a good business strategy if they're just like, Well, we're all about breaking next cash checks. Either way we get paid. Well, like why would I want to hire you if you're not worried about actually breaking the necks to cash the checks, right? Right. I don't want to hire Chronic. I got a note here. So if Goldberg loses, he's out of WCW, which kind of sounds like a favor at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. Next up, Mike Awesome defending that number one contendership. I mentioned that he won in that big old battle royal on Thunder. Let Taking me uh, Vampiro. 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 Let me uh let me jump one second ahead here. Vampiro comes out wearing a dress. Interesting look, right? Didn't really see that one coming. Leather right, dress right. like that. Uh and then he tells Mike Awesome to put his title shot on the line. Why? Why? I don't give a shit how confident you why would you ever put you go, yep, I'm I'm gonna beat you, so I'll put my title shot on the line. You should never put your fucking title shot on the line. Ever. And it didn't do anything to enhance the match. Right? Putting those stakes on it didn't change the match. It didn't make me more interested in the match. So why do it? I bet that's what they were going for, the stakes. You don't you don't need it if they're already if they're already in a feud. You don't need the stakes. Leave the stakes at home. You're right, though, Vamp. I mean, okay, if you're the champion, right, you're going to accept a challenge. No. No? Why would you? Why? If you're the champion, the goal is to remain the champion as long as you can. Right. So what I'm trying to say is, that, okay, if Awesome's the champion and Vamp yeah. challenges on me, he should accept it because he's a no. champion. No. You don't want him to accept any challenges? Hey, you only put that title on the line when you're absolutely forced to. Okay. You want to be champion as long as you possibly can be champion. Right? right. 
And he's not even champion. He's in line to become like he's in line for he has a shot. He's given up a shot at a championship match. Why would you even get to like that? It was frustrating. It's frustrating, man. Frustrate, bro. They should have given Mike Awesome the title and not given him the fucking seventies gimmick. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say you're gonna fucking strap the rocket onto that seventies guy. No. No, just Mike Awesome as the ass kicking Mike Awesome. As Mr. Mike, gotcha. Yeah. Uh yeah, like you said, Vamp's wearing like a Marilyn Manson type of type of leathery dress gear. Yeah. Interesting look. He looks a little different every time we see him. So I mean where to start here, right? How about the end? <laughs> <laughs> not much, like not much. Again, not much. I think the interest, most interesting thing that happened in this match. Uh, they're in the, they're battling. They're doing some crowd work, and then a fan, like, jumps into the crowd, like, or they're in the crowd. A fan jumps and like headbutts. Uh, awesome, I believe it is. Yeah, he goes for awesome, but does like a. It's a. It's like a, you know, it's like a professional wrestling headbutt. He didn't walk out there and just headbutt him. But then he got his ass kicked, so that was good. Yeah, he got put down pretty quick. Yeah, they battle up into the, the stands, like you mentioned. Vamp uses the guy's cane, which was a nice touch. Yeah. It also revealed a lot of empty seats, that's for sure. They get back to the staging area. Vamp hits a big clothesline off the announcer. Announcing table. He grabs a chair. And then Awesome has a chair. We're going to have a chair duel here, man. And Tony, what does Tony say? Again. I think this is the third or fourth time we he said it. Not in this event, but over the course of the events we watched. Oh, what do you say? Like two samurais. <laughs> <laughs> What's the motherfuckers upset? Like, why does Tony is is he a samurai uh, aficionado? Is he a samurai expert? Is that his particular area of expertise? Does he study the samurai outside the ring? Like, what what does he? What, Maybe what, he's why? a secret sensei. A secret sensei. <laughs> I think I've seen that video before. <laughs> what if Tony was just a closet master of the arts? Yeah, he's a real bad. He's a real closet master of the arts. Vamp bad. does hit a he. Vamp hits a, uh, a top rope sack to the face. Yeah, the junk to the face. Yeah, that wasn't bad. I think it was a complete botch, though, because I, I'm pretty sure Awesome was supposed to power bomb him, but it just ends up being a sweet ass sack to the face, which was fun. Yeah, afterwards, Awesome goes for a pin there, even though he was the guy that took the move. <laughs> right. Uh. Uh, they do. They they got a table, and did you see when Vamp when Vamp tries to like ram Awesome's head into the table? Did you see the spot? So he goes. The I table's got nothing there. Okay, so the table is is sideways, right. and uh, and he Vamp grabs Awesome's head to like you know ram his head into the table, and Awesome's head doesn't touch the table. Doesn't go anywhere near the table. And then he looks up to Vamp like, oh wait, what did you just do again? I'm not sure. Am I supposed to sell this? Like, what's going on? <laughs> horrible, horrible stuff, man. And, mm. uh, 
Well, Pam bits the nail in the coffin, looks for something under the ring. Looks frustrated that he can't find what he's looking for. <laughs> I can't find my stuff. <laughs> Eventually gives up, gets back in the ring. Yeah, it, it'll be in the last place he looks. <laughs> <laughs> Always is. Awesome goes to the top, and Vamp walks away. And Awesome goes for the awesome bomb, gets a two cone on the outside. So this is a false cone anywhere match, I guess. Who knows? Nobody knows. Mike's going up to the top, and I feel bad for the guy. The fans <laughs> should be up for him, but the fans are pretty dead here. So he hits a, a huge fucking power bomb from the top, which they end up replaying about ten times, but that gets them the win. Yeah. And somebody says he killed him about ten times as well. Yeah, that was I think that was a Stevie situation. Mm. They just got to try and copy everything, don't they? There's some cool spots in this one. It wasn't as nearly as bad as the graveyard match. Or the Inferno match. Now, I'm going to go ahead and just remind you that you picked Vamp as your guy of the year. How's that? How's that feeling now, there, baby balls? Well, we still got five, six shows left to go, man. There's no fucking way he's going to turn it around from here. I mean, he's had a hell of a run. After he delivered that promo at, it was one of the first shows we did, Uncensored, I think, I lost a lot of... Uh, oh, what he thinks about doing his very bad things. A lot of my love for the guy, but he's been kind of all over the place this year. He started with the Misfits, right? There's nobody that hasn't, man. Now he's battling for number one contendership. He's moving up in the world. Nah, he sucks He's ass. a big disappointment, but he's moving up in the world. Yeah, he is a big disappointment. Awesome with the victory. He will get his title shot tomorrow against the winner of Booker T and Scott Steiner. But next, <laughs> Eugene in the back with Rection, who is back. And he's, he's serious he, again. Keeps doing this. His name's Huge Erection. Yep. <laughs> he's being a serious guy. This is very strange. Yeah. And he came back for Major Guns. And he came back for all the C team players. He came back for Hugh Morris. He came back for Bill DeMott. He came back and uh, uh, like super serious promo and then storms away. And they look at Chavo. <laughs> and what Chavo says is he's been screwed more ways than I don't know who. You gotta have something in the holster. <laughs> If you know they're gonna come to you and you're gonna you're gonna come up with he's been screwed more times than And what he says is he's been screwed more times than I don't know who. Fucking say anybody. Say Gene. Say Pam. Say Tori if you want to keep it. You know what I mean? Tori's been bouncing around. She was the Hummer at one point. Just say somebody. I don't give a shit Stacey. who you say. Stacy, Ron Jeremy, Jenna Jameson. Judy fucking Bagwell, who gives a shit? Just say somebody. Just say a name. He's been screwed more times than Mark Madden. Right? Who gives a shit? But what he says is he's been screwed more times than uh, I don't know who. Well, who the fuck is it? The Pope? Probably. It doesn't fucking matter. 
God, Chavo. You, you like how he, he wraps up his part of the promo? He says he's got the stuff and he's going to do it tonight. Yeah, he's been screwed more times than I don't know who, but he's got the stuff and he's going to do it tonight. Fuck him. And then they cut back and they're scraping Vamp's fucking carcass off the ring. <laughs> he gets a little standing O for taking that big fucking... <laughs> a little standing O. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then they, they finally get his ass scraped off the mat. Who do they show next? They got some folks in the front row. They want some sort of a sweepstakes. Uh, Lenny Fullick. <laughs> and you know what? They look like they belong together. <laughs> what were they giving away here? I, I got the, they're not no, in a spot to give anything away. No, they're really not. But what they what they are in a spot to do is give away tickets to a show, and that's what they won. <laughs> oh. What's tickets to a show? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Did they do any sort of a special giveaway to the few folks who bought the thing this time? Not that I recall. Yeah, I didn't notice one either. That's uh, that's too bad. But next, we got your main man, Lance Storm. Oh, yes. Along You're with Jim Duggan. My life. The love of my life. Defending that. <laughs> Canadian Championship against General Rection. And I got to ask you before we even start here. Okay. Ask me right now. Okay. So if you're defending your title. Yeah. Do you want to have another guy with you when you defend your title? I see what you're saying. Yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. Now, do I personally? Yeah. Because even if I lose, then I can blame him. Okay, I was gonna say because he can he can win the match for you or he can lose the match for you, you know. Right, and I'm just looking at it strictly from the point of I have an out. <laughs> right, right, and that and that works. Yeah, always like seeing Landstorm. I mean, Team Canada comes out, hacksaw, major guns. They come out to the national anthem and then they stop and you know uh, he gets serious for a minute. Is Heel Duggan doing anything for you? No. So I was he thinking does, about he does the hose. Right, right. The I was thinking about this, and a really nice thing to do for him as a heel is you know he does the oh. If they would have started like the music with oh Canada, <laughs> Maple Leafs tough guy. That's a pretty good take. That would have worked out. Our home and native land, tough guy. <laughs> yeah, Doug, it does look like a goon with his Canada gear on, but. Canada gear looks a little yeah. rough. Short hair looks kind of rough. I appreciate how he comes out to the anthem. Lance Storm, he gives his spiel, and then he has him play it again every time. It's fucking hilarious. It's, it's just easy heat, you know? Yeah. And then I think they showed. Uh... They showed major guns, the Canadian guns, which again, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you again, I prefer my guns Canadian. Mark Madden just says they just showed her like they just showed her in camera, right? They just showed her. Yep. And Mark Madden says, Oh, bend over, baby. 
the fuck is wrong with you, man? He follows that up with, they could use her cleavage as a flagpole holder. He's an idiot. But yeah, yeah, bend over, baby. Yeah, that's, You uh, can't just say bend over, baby. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, could you imagine fucking Bobby the Brain Heenan going, bend over, baby, when Sister Sherry came out there? He didn't. You know why? Because he, oh. wasn't, he wasn't lazy. Bend over, baby, is lazy. Right? Could you imagine Jesse Ventura? No. Talking about Miss Liz? It'd be pretty hilarious, but... Bend over, baby. You can't just say bend over, baby. And if you're going to say, you know how you know how you say it? You say bend over. Baby. Throw that pause in there. <laughs> you got to throw the pause in there. So Mr. USA, huge erection comes out. He's got the flag, all sorts of red, white, and blue garb. It's a two-on-one fair for that Canadian heavyweight title. The ref grabs the two before. Duggan doesn't want to let it go. So he gets some USA chance. This is probably the big payoff they were looking for here. Yeah, Guns and... is cheering, cheering on uh, direction. Boy, have you ever been in that spot before? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've been booed out of the bedroom. That's what yeah. I Did you start a USA chant? <laughs> Man, Mark Madden suggests that, according to Canadian rules, a two-by-four is okay to use in handicap yeah, championship matches. Doesn't he say that it's like a Vancouver handicap match or something like that at some point? <laughs> yeah. What do you think of the bit? It's probably one of their better bits, right? This whole yeah. Canadian... I think that... I don't mind the bit. It's only like they're doing it. WWE did this bit three years prior to this. And they got actual like anger out of fans. And they're doing this bit. And they're not inciting any type of emotion from any fans. It's more humor than anything. It really is. Yeah. I mean, are you supposed to take them seriously? When you got Mark Madden on the outside saying, bend over, baby. It's hard to take shit seriously. Right. You see the referee. It's one of the Armstrongs, one of one of Road Dogg's brothers. He's just yep. <laughs> played tug of war with Duggan over the two before. It's kind of funny, sure. But, man, Lance Storm and the Hart Foundation, that would have been sweet. That would have been. Would have been if fucking Goldberg wasn't the goddamn Canadian destroyer, then we could have gotten something there, but as Lance and Brett would have been great. So Duggan's in there, head-to-head with huge direction. He gets clotheslined over the top rope. It's not clear whether Team Canada needs to tag each other in or if it's like a tornado type of match. That's what, yeah, that's where that, the Vancouver line comes in. He says it's a, it's a Vancouver tornado tag handicap match. <laughs> Let me ask you this, though. I seen that Duggan had his old blue tights underneath. Did you think maybe we were going to get a... A swerve? A swerve? I did also observe the blue tights underneath. I did not think that we were going to get a swerve. But what I did think when I saw those blue tights, 
Do you remember that towards the end of his his career, towards the end of WCW closing down, before he became part of Team Team Canada, he used a knee drop as his finish? Do you, do you remember when he used the knee drop as his finish? No. Oh, man. Yeah, he'd body slam a guy. He'd set it up like the leg drop, like the atomic leg drop. And he'd go off the ropes, and he'd drop the knee on the guy's chest, and that was his finish. Uh, must have been a devastating knee. It was a pretty good knee, yeah. But that's what I thought of when I saw the blue trunks. Uh, Lance gets in there, hits a poke to the eyes. This infuriates General Huge Erection who lands Ric Flair chops and gets a 10 count. The Flair chops are real cheap these days, and I am wondering where Ric Flair is at. Do you know where Ric Flair is at? No, man. You wonder where a lot of guys are at at this point. Because a lot of guys are just gone. Where's Dustin? Where's Funker? Three counts now. They were just here. Tank's yeah. not in this one. Like the, 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 It seems like they've turned their roster over twice since we started this run of episodes. <sighs> Something else, man. We we get some hose out of Duggan, and the crowd can't help but reciprocate. Of you course. know. Yeah. You think he should have gone yeah. with a Canada? Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, something different, for yeah. sure. And then yeah. maybe, like, the crowd in retaliation would yell hose at him. Right. We get irritated, right? Yeah, yeah. That would have been a spot. Canada! 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 Tough guy, Canada! So you, you have been one to highlight Lance Storm's great great work in there he's incredible i'm gonna point out a couple real like perfect looking things like he hits this super kick right mm-hmm. perfect looking super kick mm-hmm. you know i mean even when he's taking a bump like he gets that big body he gets dumped over the top rope he gets so much air on the thing mm-hmm. you know i know it's just He's just he he did deserve all those titles. You see him take that he takes a back body drop. And it makes you fucking spunk in your pants, man. Cause it's so perfect. You're right. I know. I know I'm right. So Duggan, he's in there. He he lands a delayed slam and lines up for his big clothesline. He's greeted from a clothesline by Rection. They both go down. Erection makes a comeback, gets a power slam on Storm, then uh, Irish whip situation where the ref comes along for the ride. That was kind of fun. Yeah, when they, they so when you're leading, leading up to the ref bump spot. Yeah, ref goes down. Yeah, he goes down in the in the whole situation, which it it's pretty funny and it's pretty entertaining in theory, but the execution was pretty poor. Because when he did finally get to the spot where he took his ref bump, it was just like the timing was a little bit off, a little bit clunky. Duggan nails a fucking pile driver. Yeah. I don't see that coming. Yeah, watch out, tough guy. The ref eventually gets a two, and then we get your guy, Elix Skipper, coming out. Yeah. Gets clobbered by Major Guns with the flag. Well, clobbered is, that's a little bit of an overstatement. She hits him in his leg, and he falls off the apron. 
and immediately sells sells his leg. Like she barely hit him, and it you would have you would have thought that somebody threw a knife into his fucking ankle. She clobbered him, man. All right, she clobbered him. Fuck it. So I think around this time, Storm and the ref have a double naga knocker. That that was the ref spot, right? Uh, yeah, the ref spot was the down, down, grab, throw, bump. Oh. Ah. After that, Duggan goes for the two before, gets reversed. And then Rection goes up top, pretty much misses a moonsault, and then gets yeah. the pin. Yeah. Wins with a missed moonsault. Yeah, that ain't that bad. Uh, now, <laughs> Major Gun's just back where she belongs. Tough guy. <laughs> we are Major Gun's back home to the USA. Tough guy. So I got uh, Tony had just told us that he had to beat both of them. Yeah. Like a minute prior to that pin. Mm-hmm. So why is the match done now? Eh, because it's over. <laughs> Tony also, I think Tony might be might be squealing or something there. He's calling Mark Madden the best looking big man of the business. Yeah, he. <laughs> I don't think Tony Schiavone gives a. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they're, they're probably banging each other, but who like I, I don't doesn't really feel like Tony gives a shit. Like you could no. like in his commentary, you could tell like it just doesn't feel like he cares anymore. Right. I know what you mean, man. Uh, but what after the... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I like this part. What? what, the the plug for Mayhem? No, no, no. After the plug for Mayhem. Double J with Pam? Yeah. And he says, trick or treat, you blonde slap nuts. <laughs> that was pretty good. I'm thinking about bringing slap nut back. Yeah, bring it back, man. Yeah, I should. That's the only thing the that I took out of it was you bland, the blonde snaps. I can't even fucking say it anymore. He starts strong. Yeah, you jerk. blonde slap nut. You're kind of a blonde slap nut. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> oh, fuck me. You All blonde right. slap nut. <laughs> Double J also says that the whole world is going to see the metaphor metamorphosis of Stinger's career. He ends with the choke on that. That was something that I... I choke on that. That was... Uh, I'm going to try and work that one in. Yeah. You want to you be like, hey, you like this? Choke wanna, on that, slap nuts. You want to choke on that, slap nut? That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, there's so much good material here. Stop, stop choking on that. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough. Uh, so do you really want to talk about the next match or no? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this next match is absurd. If you even want to call it a match, I guess we got to talk about it. This was like, this is what was highlighted in like the last month's, you know, pack, you got to yeah. watch, got to watch Halloween Havoc. Yeah. So you get a package of this feud as the man with the voice shows up again. Double J's been dressing up like the Stinger. Stinger. So. I mean, let's let's get through it, man. We got this one in the title match, and that's it. <laughs> All right. 
All right, so Double J comes out first with the guitar as the announced team debates the amount of heart that the Stinger has. He's got so much heart. And then here comes the Stinger. And his heart cuts a fart. It's a cosmic shame. We get started on the outside as Sting is pretty firmly in control. Get into the ring and Sting hits an atomic drop. Uh, Both guys are wearing black and white. Hate it. Don't like when they match, huh? That you're, you're, two competitors facing each other should never match. Well, you're not going to have to worry about different attire for long as we get a guy dressed up as Early Days Sting with the bleach blonde hair and the bright green trunks. Yeah. You know, he doesn't look bad either. No, no. Real Stinger chases him down, delivers a Scorpion death drop on the ramp. Double J comes after him. Still can't get any offense in. They get in the crowd. Then another guy dressed up as Sting. Pierce yeah. the Sting. And he's dressed like uh, that pink Sting figure that you used to have. I don't know if you still have it. Do you remember that? I still got it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's it's, uh, up on the shelf. He's dressed like that Sting. And I was like, oh, man, Duke's going to be probably pretty horny over this. Yeah, there it is. I don't know if you could see him, but, yep, he's up there. Yeah, so he came dressed out like that, so that was fun, I guess. He gets but a that death drop, was, so who gives a shit? <laughs> that guy was not a good... You like that representation? All right. No. So he battles this guy into the ring. Takes a beating. They battle up the ramp. I don't know why he keeps bringing them up the ramp to Scorpion Death Drop them. I thought that was peculiar as well. So Sting gets back in the ring to face Jarrett. And then we get the Wolfpack music. There is so much bullshit going on. We're like th- <laughs> three minutes into the match here. Uh, did you notice that Wolfpack sting kind of got a pop? Oh, everybody loves the Wolfpack, man. And, you know, he, the, the whoever played Wolfpack sting, he did a pretty damn fine job. He was pretty believable as Wolfpack sting. I think he was probably the best sting. So he is imposter sting number three. Complete with bat. He too takes an ass kicking. And he keeps taking is the third guy in a row. He takes up to the ramp for the Scorpion Death Drop. Yep. Double J finally gets some offense in. He sneaks up and nails a stinger with the bat. After the bat hits, he hits a suplex on the ramp, then leads him towards the ring. And then Double J gets a sleeper on, and Madden calls it the hold of the night. He might not be wrong. Double J, we talked about it before. Double J's got a great sleeper hold. Sleeper. Yeah, yep. he's got a really good sleeper hold. In a world of very mediocre sleeper holds, he's he's got. He stands one of the out. He's like the he's got like the landstorm of sleeper holds. Mm. That's high praise. That is. So Sting does his uh, hulking up bit. Gets out of it. He's got his own sleeper hold. Now, compare and contrast. Do you like a Sting sleeper or an inferior product? What are you, fucking on the cheech? Huh? <laughs> I'm, try- I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get something out of this one, man. What are you, fucking smoking dope, you fucking doper? You Is don't a... like the Sting sleeper? Oh, golly, grow up. God, learn how to wipe your own ass. Double J's sleeper hold. Is one of the best you'll ever see. All right? And I'm not even a Sting guy. And you're asking me if Sting's sleeper hold 
is as good. It's not even close. Sex ain't as no. Mark Madden as good as Bobby the Brain Heenan. No. Is Mantar as good as Lance Storm? No. Is Sherry well, as good as Tori Wilson? No. Is a kick in the dick as good as a blowjob? No. So you're saying Stinger's sleeper not as good. Accurate. It's not as good. And and you are actually correct this time. I'll agree with you because Double J reverses it into a suplex, so it must not have been must not have been a good, good one. The announced team at this time wonders how many more stings we got hanging around the building because we've had four in addition to the one wrestling so far. The Sting gets in on uh, some offense, slaps the Scorpion Deathlock onto Double J, and then what happens? There's another Sting. He's coming up from the ring. Another Crow Sting coming up from the ring from the depths. But it is kind of funny because this Sting pulls, what do you call it? I mean, this is pulls real Sting, I guess. uh, Crow, fake, imposter Sting grabs real Sting, pulls him down to the depths. That was away with him. But then Imposter Sting gets the worst of the exchange, clearly, because he's bloody. Right. And then they throw his ass over the top rope. And the Stinger hits a couple Stinger splashes, and then the lights go out. (laughs) So much bullshit. (laughs) We get another Sting. Sting number six. From the rafters. From the rafters. The guy loses his wig real quick. Which is hilarious. Somebody, like he drops down to the rafters, they punch him, and he like sits down in the ringside chair after he gets punched. Gets up, fucking wig goes, it's gone, and we find out. <laughs> I forget who it says. It might have been Mark Madden actually. It says it's just the future sting. It's a sting from twenty twenty five. That's pretty good. It wasn't a bad line, and you look at it you're like, holy <laughs> shit, that is. Why is it old? Why is there an old man with a sting wig on now? But what I've what I've deduced is that it's probably the only guy that was able to do the uh, rappelling from the roof. Uh, like, okay, yeah. we're going to hire you to do this, but would you also dress like Sting and take a death drop? That's like that's an extra fifty. <laughs> well, he collects on that extra fifty as somebody in the front row gets a pretty cool souvenir with that that wig. That wig, yeah. The Scorpion Death Drop is locked in again, and then. Come on. Another sting comes out. Oh, that's the same sting as before. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're that, that is, out at six stings. Yeah, that's under the ring sting. He came oh, back same in. Sting. Okay. Yeah, he, but before we get there, can can we talk about Stevie on commentary after the death drop to to geriatric sting? Because all sure. Stevie says over and over again is this guy's dead. This guy's dead, Tony. This guy's dead. There is a dead man in front of me. This guy's dead. And then Booker, or not Booker, Stevie Ray goes on to say, I am speechless, Tony. We have a dead guy in front of me. I am speechless. And I'm almost never speechless. If you're speechless, shut the fuck up. Good call. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like Luger talking about how He's got one thing to say, and then he talks about, like, ten things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to your fucking cactus farm, Luger. So you're hoping that Scott Hudson comes back is what you're saying. That's definitely what I'm hoping. But uh, 
yeah, under the ring stinger comes back in the ring with a guitar and hits Sting, the real Sting, actual Sting, however you want to say it. And then real Sting pops up again and Death drops that schmuck. And then Double J, the numbers game, finally gets the best of real stingers. Double J is the guitar shot for the victory. Now, what a bunch of fucking hullabaloo. You got anything here? Uh, disappointing. Disappointed in the match. I don't... I don't like it. I just don't like it. There was... Like, there it was so much focused on the well, here's another sting, here's another sting, here's another sting. That was almost like there was not a wrestling match that took place, which sucks because Jarrett is a fantastic wrestler. So, could have thrown this one away. Didn't need it. This would have been like an interesting segment for fucking Nitro. You know what I mean? Like, that would have been a fun way to close Nitro. All these different stings popping up. That would have been okay. But, like for a, a match at a pay per view, that's you know a pretty big match. It's bad. They were kind of teasing like the rebirth of Sting, right? Mm-hmm. But he's like same old Sting he's been for a few years, right? Yeah. yeah. He's just basically just kicked the ass of guys dressed up as his former gimmicks, mm-hmm. and then he loses the match. Yeah. With a chair shot. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense at all. It doesn't uh, make any sense. Guitar shot. There were, but yeah. there were six separate stings. Yeah. Foolish. Very. I'm with you. I'm with you, Playboy. Well, don't hate the, don't hate the player, hate the game, because next up we got Pam in the back with world champion Booker T. Says if Scotty Steiner wants some, he can come get him some. Says he respects Goldberg to the utmost and wants to give him as much time as possible to be 100% to take on Chronic. So this is the second time that we've had a world title match that has been bumped from the main event. Yep. To give somebody time to get get up to 100%. And what the fuck happened to Goldberg's heel turn? They threw it away, I guess. Completely. And it was a big deal. They made a big fucking deal about Goldberg and his heel turn, right? That Giant, was, big yeah. deal. He was riding around in his goddamn monster truck. And, and with Rusey and Bish. Right. Uh, it's just, uh, man, I just, I get, I get, I get a little worked up over this shit. It pisses me off. Well, we get the package leading up to the world title match here, and there's a lot of pole bashing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That seems to be the weapon of choice for Big Papa Pump. Yeah, because size matters. Size matters. Get Buffer out to get us ready to rumble, and here we go. Book is out first, which is odd for the world champion. Well, yeah, it's because they had to go to the shot where Scott beat up Ricky Santana. Yeah, what was up with that? It was because he wanted to go. On, it was because he wanted to go on last, right? Yeah, I'm in the main event. Size matters. That kind of makes sense to be upset about that. I'm the big bad booty daddy, and size matters, and I go on last. I like that Buffer called Medasia his most favorite freak. That was pretty good. Yeah. What happened to the other freak though? Because 
She was a pretty ripe tomato, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm wondering what ha- what Rusi's up to tonight. I haven't seen him. This guy who just uh, just you know a week prior was the world champion. Right now he's gone. Mystery. Hmm. Hope he's all right. I don't. I think he actually suffered uh, concussion when he won the won the world title. Good. I mean, nothing's free in this life, Rusi. Yeah. You piece can't of just shit. give yourself the damn world title. You can't just give yourself. Shit. You're gonna pay for that, you piece of shit. <laughs> all right, now we got ourselves a world title match here. The crowd is firmly behind Booker T. Booker T, real good. Yeah, Booker T's great. It, the ring looks like shit though because they duct taped the fucking mat. Oh yeah, when coming straight from Hell Sting came up. Yeah. Yeah. And that spot was like, okay, that spot's supposed to be a huge deal, right? But when there was already five other stings out there, it didn't really hit me as like a shocking thing, you know? Yeah, and you didn't need it. Just another sting. It was just another sting, and you didn't need him to come up from underneath the ring. Like, I get it was, you know, Sting came up from underneath the ring at one point, sure, and they were going through kind of the, the history of Stinger in one match, but they didn't need to do that because look at the fuck. Ring looks like shit now. This is your main event. And I don't think there was, like, this is like a false tease, basically, like, with the Stinger. It's like they were, it, it was supposed to be something. Yeah, I don't think he changed or anything, right? Nothing changed, yeah. Yeah, so, anyways, back to, back to the matter at hand here. Booker T beating down on Scotty Steiner early on. He goes up for a 10 count. So 10 counts and sleepers are real cheap on this show, but low blow is not so much. Yeah, I noticed that. You think they're turning the corner? Trying to clean it up, maybe? Yeah. Or do you think the guys are just getting sick of getting hit in the nards? That's a possibility, too. That's, I mean, that's possible, but I, I'm thinking that maybe somebody that had their wits about him went, hey, our product is very, very bad. Maybe we should go back to basics. And the guy from Ages of the Outfield goes, back to basics? In the middle of the season? <laughs> no, he says fundamentals. God damn it, I fucked up. Maybe we should go back to fundamentals. And the guy from Ages of the Outfield says, fundamentals? In the middle of the season? I noticed something. This I don't know when it happened for sure, but it was sometime within the last few shows. Every match turned into like a no DQ yeah. match. They're doing like ECW style match. rules, yeah. stuff, which they shouldn't be doing because that's ECW's bit. Right. I mean, I like your take on, on the rules bit, you know. You can't just, it, it adds to the match, you yep. know. Rules are important. And ECW had their niche. You yeah. Know? Yeah. They had their niece. Damn fine niece. So this is kind of funny. Steiner picks up Booker, slams it through the table. And Stevie Ray says that's our last table. Because yeah. that's the second table that they <laughs> Yeah, he had a sacrifice tonight. So I mean, he gets the champ of the ring, works on the back, presumably setting up for that Steiner recliner. Ain't nothing finer than sitting in that Steiner recliner doing a 69er. 
uh, Scotty Steiner, because size matters. Uh, it was after he slammed him through the last uh, table that they had. Landstorm versus Booker T would have been a great man event. Ooh. You would think their, their pass would have crossed here. Right. Because Lance got all that gold. Booker's got all the gold, right? It's a match for all the gold. It's a golden match. And they're they're giving it to the you know, Freakzilla. The man that with the largest that... arms in the world. Because size matters, dude. Right, I know, but Lance, I'm sure he's got some size to him. Oh yeah. For sure. Scotty is a nice looking Samoan drop from the top rope. You kind of forget sometimes, you know, because Latter day Scott Steiner's basically just a muscular big lug. Yeah. You know. But hell of a wrestler, this guy. At one point in time, he absolutely when, was. Yeah. <laughs> when he wants to show up and play, he can throw throw on some some good stuff. Yeah. So that was nice. I always like when Steiner I mentioned David Flair does a good crazy dude. Steiner actually does a pretty good crazy guy too. Yeah. Like this unhinged, you know, yelling at the crowd, like actually going into the crowd <laughs> to yell yeah, at him. That was, at the, all right. Towards the beginning of this match, he jumped into the crowd and security was trying to stop him from jumping into the crowd. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's fair. So after he hits that Samoan drop, he does some push ups. But Booker T makes a comeback. But then he gets hit right in the nuts with a donkey kick. Second time tonight, at least. I was just I was going to after that that Samoan drop. Get they work to a spot where Tease goes up to the top rope and Madeja cuts him off. But it doesn't matter. So I was just wondering if that was the like Madeja Mister Spot again because he does cut her off. Or sorry, she does cut him off. He nuts himself, but it doesn't matter. He still gets the the fucking top rope drop kick. So why have the cutoff spot? I'm not sure. Yeah, neither am I. That's why I was asking this, you. I thought maybe you might you might know. Well, what I got here is the freak gives Steiner the pipe and he hits Booker. Is this before or after that? It's uh, directly before. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I got Medeja knocks him off the ropes, sort of a low blow. And then he ends up hitting the missile drop kick anyways. Yep, yeah, that's, so that, was, yeah. That was stupid. Mm-hmm. Steiner picks up the ref, puts him in the tree of wall. Yeah, that was right after. So, cause, <laughs> so what are you Sc- doing? Fucking Scotty has the pipe and T goes for the axe kick. And Scotty hits him in the leg mid-axe kick. It was kind of a cool little spot. And then he puts fucking Charles in the tree of wall. <laughs> Which is very funny. Very funny. So another ref gets in there. Scotty Steiner doesn't like the looks of that guy, so he lays him out. <laughs> <laughs> Slick Johnson gets in there and calls for the bell, which is weird. Scott yeah. responds by hitting everybody with that steel pole. Lays out about a dozen officials and starts going to town on Booker with a chair. He goes after Stevie, and Double J comes out. Just carnage in the ring. He's trying to calm down Big Papa Pump. <laughs> So the announce team says that Mike Awesome has a gift tomorrow in his world title shot. So did this no contest? Is that what we're doing here? DQ. They did announce DQ. So there is a line. Again. Nobody knows where it is. It's hard. It's hard to know when you're going to cross it if you're not familiar with where it's located. 
it must be like four officials, right? You, that's you that's knock it. Four officials. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Like Scotty, that's already three. If you get one more, you know what happens. Go to your room. Horrible, oh. cha- horrible championship match. Yeah. <laughs> horrible championship. Good. And then, isn't it funny that Booker T looks older in this match than he does today? This he was 23 does. years ago. Yeah, he looks older in I 2000. Think it's the mustache. It could be the mustache, sure. But yeah, yeah, horrible match. Disappointed for Booker because it's not like having pay per view main events is great when you're the champion. Like, you want to have memorable pay per view main events. And he's got Scotty Steiner, and they give him this horse shit. Horrible main event. So it was bad. But now we got the real main event coming up. Now, this is one that stuck out like a sore thumb when we were looking at our shows this year. Yeah. Goldberg and Chronic in the main yeah. event of Halloween Havoc. In a match that went less than four minutes. It's all about the money, man. That's what Chronic says. Uh, we get paid sure. either way. Right. Goldberg says they're both next. So I got maybe they'll send the folks happy, folks home happy. It's probably what they're going for here. Wait, you thought they were going to send the folks home happy? Well, if Goldberg wins, right? You got three guys in a match. Only one of them can work. Okay. It's Goldberg, man. I give a fuck. the spear. Yeah, spear the inside of my butt with your tongue. This shit sucks. Don't like it, huh? Well, it gets off to a poor start because Crush gets back on the mic. Oh, yeah. This fucker. He walks out with a mic. He has a mic in hand when he's walking out, and that's what I wrote down. Crush is walking out with mic shit. (laughs) That's a... So he says Goldberg hasn't been cleared to wrestle, therefore there won't be a match tonight. He says play the damn music and raise their hands. We go to the back. I guess Goldberg got cleared after all. Oh. Then we get a vintage Goldberg entrance. All this bullshit lasts longer than the match does. Mm-hmm. So we get Goldberg accompanied by a bunch of guys. He's coming out there to get him some chronic. <sighs> 20 so seconds. We have, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, we got our second or third handicap match of the evening. Yeah. Genius. And, yeah, take it away, man. I was say, it was, it was 20 seconds into the match, and shit was already botchy, and people were already not selling. Goldberg, namely. Not to say that Crush is going to sell anyways, but it was right away in the match, and nobody's fucking selling shit. Nothing. And they worked to the it's outside. It's just a bad idea. It was it was horrible. And they worked to the outside. And I believe it's uh, Crush who goes to get the table. And this is something I forgot to bring up earlier. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you the question now. And I should have asked earlier. It's, it's my bad. Every time anybody goes under the ring, some type of smoke comes out from underneath the ring. Did you notice that at all? Yeah, I got a note about that. What the fuck is smoking underneath the ring? <laughs> They working on Big tomorrow's thing, lunch? Man. Like, what the fuck is going on underneath there? I'm sure it's from, like, fake sting, you know. But it was before fake sting as well. 
Well, I'm sure fake Sting was hanging out under the ring. Just blazing. First time. Yeah. Just, just blazing down there. <laughs> All right. Just sucking down them cigs. He was getting fishbowling himself underneath the ring. Nobody's going to notice the smell, you think, right? <laughs> How about this, man? How about it? So smoke coming out from under the ring, that's a little spooky. They got something uh, right. Okay. All right. They got they got one little thing right. They could have done better. Well, could have been smoke billowing out from under the fucker the whole time. That would have been right, better. Right, right. That would have been that would have been intriguing. But it, even that, this wasn't done intentionally. These guys are just they're, it's Halloween havoc, man. Have some fun. Right. But no. But no. I mean, Crush sets up the table. Goldberg puts Brian Clark through it for the one, two, three. And then it's just him and Crush. What if Crush would have beat him here? Good. I mean, there. What what possible outcome are we going to have to this match? You know. Well, everybody, Goldberg's going to win. Everybody knows. Yeah. That. Yeah. Because they were even said, like, the, the, at one point, uh, well, I'm just going to cut to the fucking finish here. Uh, Goldberg spears Crush, and then Jack hammers him, and then he wins. Um, horrible way to end your show. Everybody knows that Goldberg's going to win, but they even said, the streak continues. Do you believe that they're going to try and redo the streak again? I think that's what they're going for, because he was 14-0. and 0. Yes, exactly. Fuck that, man. Golly. Tony sends us off with, uh, they, he did get a big pop. Like I said, that's probably what they were going for. Just the, sure. you know, get, send the folks home happy. And then Tony tells us, we've never seen anything like this before on this planet. And signs off. So, ah, this was a bad show. Very bad. Now, I'm going to ask you this question. We've watched a shitload of bad WCW, right? Shitload of bad WCW. Dying Days WCW is some of the worst shit that we've watched. But do you think, had they actually given Task the book, and he was able to fulfill what he wanted to do in his vision, do you think we might be in a little bit better spot right now? Well, you're just asking me to forget about the last six months of Rusi, man. Yeah. I'm saying if Task was able to carry out what his vision would have been, do you think we'd be in a better spot? Because remember, he was he was doing the booking when we did 95 to 96, and it wasn't all that bad. The guys in the back didn't seem to like the Task. I know. It's time to grow up, guys in the back. I'm guessing that there would have been less guys. Because they would have been like, no. But all the guys in the back that were pissed off about it are gone anyways. I bet the task could find some new guys to piss off. I think we'd be better off. I I mean, when did task uh, leave? When, when, I don't know, when he felt the time was right. Oh, right. I don't think task would have made himself champion. No, no, I, I don't think he would have either. He had the opportunity to in the past, and he didn't. And he's an actual wrestler. Yes, he is. So I don't think we get any more screen time with Rusey, which is unfortunate. Good riddance. 
I don't know where Task is at this point, or like who writes. Do you know if Do you know if Rusty stays with him till the end? Or I don't think so, not. but I'd I'd have to do a little bit more investigation. All right. Well, this was our eleventh show. I thought the last one was probably the best. Not great, but probably the best we've done. Yeah. This one is not. This one's probably bottom half of those bad shows. Right. Yeah, it's it's suck, man. But we do have an event coming up next that I think might be a little bit better. It is WCW Mayhem. WCW Mayhem. What is this? Take this is taking the place of Fall Brawl, isn't it? Is it? Not uh, Fall Brawl. Uh, World War World War Three. That must be it. Yeah. Because next up we'll have Starcade, I believe. Yeah. Which so generally World War Three comes before that. Yeah. Uh, so this is what we got on deck, man. We got the cruiserweight champion Mike Sanders. Is taking on Kiwi, so Kiwi's coming back. We got uh, all right. Three count is back, and they're taking on Courageous and Noble and the Young Dragons. Oh, and the Young Dragons have Leia Meow. Oh, meow, meow. Take it easy, pussy. Guess who else is coming back? Crush. Man cow. Oh, no. Man cow! Free speech! <laughs> man cow! What the fuck is man cow doing back? Uh, he's got another match against Jimmy Hart. No way. Yep. You sure you're looking at the right card? <laughs> I, I am. I am. They're really doing that again. They're wow, doing it okay. again, man. Uh, we got Crowbar versus Big Vito and Reno. All right. Not bad. We got uh, the Filthy Animals against Chronic and Alex Wright. Oh, oh, oh what, a, what do you think of that? The strange bedfellows. Uh, we got Ernest Miller against Shane Douglas. All right. We got Bam Bam Bigelow. Ooh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Moment of silence for Bam Bam. Yeah, moment of silence. Moment of silence for Bam. 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 That's enough. Uh, and then we got, he's facing uh, AWOL. Oh, the guy he brought into the business who he's disgusted with. Yeah, just disgusted with him. Got uh, the serious rection against Landstorm. Again, back-to-back pay-per-views with those Again. guys. Again? Yeah. All right. Double J versus Above Bagwell. Just Double J, right. I'm happy with it. Now, the next match is the Insiders. Now, can you tell me if you know who the Insiders are? Yes, I think it is Kevin Nash and DDP. You are right. The insiders, Kevin Nash and DDP, are taking on uh, the perfect event. We got Goldberg 
versus Lex Luger, and this is another loser leaps town match for Goldberg. <laughs> All right. And in your main event, you have again Scott Steiner versus Booker T <laughs> in a straight jacket caged heat match. Okay. You got big hopes for this one? Not so much. Maybe a little bit. I got a fun little note. This was the least attended WCW pay-per-view of all time. (laughs) That's because it sucks. I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't watched. It looks like a lot of the same. Yeah, it's a a lot of the same shit we've already seen and all the same, all the shit that we've seen so far has been very bad. So we'll see. I'm not, uh, I'm done being hopeful and optimistic that anything that we watch for the rest of these episodes is going to be any good. So, yeah, we'll see, I guess. All right, well, with that, I want to thank you for joining us. I'm Duke Bags, Kevin Rogue, you blonde slap nut. Slide one in there. That's my fucking line. I'm the one that says, yeah, that's enough. Slide. That's enough. Slide one in there. Slide it in. Slide it in. That's enough. In there. <laughs>